Welcome to the third episode of Men in Gitch, where two men who may or may not be in their gitch fill you in on all the gaming news that you may have missed. I am Gage, joined by my co-host Brandon. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad, man. Now, unfortunately, you know, this would be episode number four, but we had a little bit of a... um an audio issue with our last recording that would have been a fun one for everybody it definitely would have yeah but uh we've we've switched we've decided to pony up the cash and we are now using riverside as you can tell from that fabulous pre-made stock intro that you can use um <laughs> so here we are we're coming at you we're episode three um we're going to break down all the news you might have missed in the last two weeks. We've got some good stuff to talk about. This is also the last episode that you guys will be listening to pre-E3. The next episode will be covering E3. So let's just get right into the news with number one, details of Sony's upcoming VR headset, uh, which we're all just calling PSVR 2. Uh, they've leaked... And uh, the specs are pretty beefy. Uh, the headset will feature a resolution of 4000 by 2040. That's combined. That's not per eye. Um, Inside-out tracking and a vibration, uh, vibration motor for haptic feedback, which is pretty cool. Uh, Inside-out tracking is obviously a huge thing. That means you won't have to set up those boxes all around your room and have to do fucking home renovations just to play something in VR. Beat Saber. <laughs> yeah, uh, the vibration motor for haptic feedback is interesting because I wonder, I wonder how that's gonna work in terms of like, I don't know, like FDA approval and all that stuff. Like, if you get bonked in the head, are you gonna get bonked in real life? And, like, you know, yeah. How does that? How does that? How does that translate? Um, uh, we're one step closer to some sword art online stuff, man. If you get yeah. shot in the head in PSVR, you're going down. You're going down, and just the headset just punches you right in the head trying to have a real lightsaber duel exactly yeah recreate duel of the fates with your homies hell yeah yeah so bethesda closes their official forum servers leaving their forums to their discord um that's just something that kind of boggles my mind like why would bethesda do that for one take a perfectly normal forum page and put it in a discord an unorganized discord that you can't look up specific topics um and on top of that it's not just one discord it's like seven different discords do they have it broken up by like game pretty much yeah okay. like you have elder scrolls online you have regular bethesda you have discord for bethesda.net specifically you have a discord dot uh doom like it's just interesting how they do that and i think it's stupid yeah i was gonna say it, se it seems extremely unnecessary very unnecessary they're trying to fix something that wasn't broken it's either that or who knows maybe bethesda's going through some financial issues and can't maintain their own servers I, they better not be. They just got seven point five billion dollars. <laughs> they better not be going through any shit. Oh they blew God. it all on cocaine and hookers. 
that's so fucking it's so weird though like imagine like uh xbox is like yeah sorry if you want to if you want to report bugs for halo infinite you have to use picto chat yeah exactly definitely not something i'm looking forward to item number three for the day ubisoft confirms that watchdogs legion will be getting a current gen current gen ladies and gentlemen all right ps5 and xbox <laughs> Series like X are that? current gen now so it's getting a current gen 60 frames per second update as well as cross-generation compatibility uh which is pretty cool if you're into watchdogs legion i have not picked it up yet all right it's really cool i mean it looks really cool the idea is cool and it's cool that it's getting a 60 fps update and cross-generational compatibility that's something we don't really see too often so right yeah so sony also um announces a Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown release as a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Um, so Virtua Fighter when it, it was it's pretty much always just been an arcade game. Right. And, and even though PS3 had the Virtua Fighter 5, um, PS4 never had a Virtua Fighter game except for in Yakuza 6 where you could like go in one of the arcades and actually play Virtual Fighter 5 on an arcade machine in Yakuza 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So they thought, you know what? Maybe we can actually do this, but they're doing it as a PlayStation 4 exclusive, which is different. Yeah, that's it's a bit interesting to lock out your most current console um, on a new game. Yeah, that is yeah. a bit weird. Um, Thrustmaster has released a fully modular controller called the Eswap Pro. This bad boy uh, you can get for Xbox or PlayStation and uh, is compatible with PC as well. Um, so if you're looking for a premium controller, this thing is pretty sweet. It's got all the bells and whistles. You can swap out uh, your, your joysticks and D-pad and all that stuff. And uh, you can uh, swap your button layouts on the fly which is pretty cool um it has all of the custom software and all that good stuff so if you're somebody who's looking for a pretty sweet controller then uh yeah thrustmaster has got you covered not only are the like button layouts and everything fully customizable they have customizable analog stick heights they have customizable little colored grip pads so basically if you ever rage quit at call of duty and you throw this thing it's gonna blow apart like a lego dude so <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely don't recommend that. Um, <laughs> turning your controller into Lego. Uh, what is that? Ars Technica is, or er, reports that Steam is making their own console, codenamed the Steam Pal. This console will have it'll have two joysticks, four face buttons, uh, triggers, a D-pad. And the ability to dock to a monitor via USB-C. This is uh, this is interesting. So we didn't have to wait too long to figure out uh, what was going on with Steam. We reported in our last uh, yeah. in our last episode when Gabe Newell was at that uh, high school, and he was like, somebody asked him about Steam point of console, and he's like, "Oh, you'll figure it out by the end of the year." Well, we figured it out now. Yeah, <laughs> we figured it out by making, the end of the month. Exactly. They're making their own. Uh, is, it looks like, if the leaks are to be believed, it looks like Steam is making their own. Yeah, handheld Switch competitor. Which is really interesting. I mean, I know there's a lot of technology coming out now with uh, DLSS and streaming where 
you're able to improve the uh, frame rate and the fidelity of your games without actually having the hardware on the system. Uh, they're using a yeah. lot of streaming technology and super sampling and AI image processing. So, I mean, if this thing comes out and it's able to play the Steam library you have at home on the go, I could see this being a huge success. Um, we know that the Switch has sold, I think, 80 million units was the last metric that we got, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. So I, I could definitely see Steam wanting to capitalize on that and get into that market. Uh, is that something that you'd pick up, though, like a, like a handheld Steam machine? So, so depending on its capabilities and how it plays, yeah, I think I would. Like, if I can, say, download some of my eSports titles, like Rocket League or something like that, or even City Skyline, and I could play yeah. that kind of stuff on the go... Yeah, I feel like I would pick that up because that just seems like something cool. But if you have to have, if you always have to be around some sort of like like network connection in order to do the streaming, or of course you're gonna you're gonna have to have internet to do your online stuff. But I would hope that some of the games would be able to be played locally and not through a streaming service. So I would hope it's kind of kind of cool. Yeah, no, it is. It's a really interesting concept. Again, I think I think you're absolutely right. We'll have to wait and see how it plays because it's like, if you're playing your Steam library at lower settings at 30 frames per second, it's like, well, I would just rather wait and get home. But like I said, right. if they're if they're taking advantage of newer DLSS technology and super sampling and all that stuff, then and like you can play games at a pretty decent fidelity uh, on the go, then yeah, that would be cool. Uh, you mentioned City Skylines, like that's a that'd be a perfect game to just come in and check in on and be like, okay, how's everything going? You right. know, checking on some stuff, and then when you get back home, that's actually when you jump into the game. So, it's a really cool idea, and I'm, I'm guessing we might see something at E3, at like a, one of the PC shows, but um, yeah, that's that's a huge shock to me. I, I, it, when I was, when, I was uh, when we were talking about the Steam stuff, I was thinking, yeah, they're either bringing a Steam launcher uh, or Steam games to console, or they're making their own uh, actual you know, stay-at-home console. I never thought they were going to do a Switch-type machine, so we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. The Switch is going to be a tough competitor for them, though. I will know that. For sure, yeah. They'll definitely have to figure out how to get um, most games playable on it, and like I said, playable at a high fidelity and a decent frame rate if they want to actually even make a dent. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, news item number seven. Creative Assembly uh, has published a teaser image of its upcoming multiplayer FPS, and it includes multiple references to other Sega IP. So Creative Assembly is obviously the guys behind Total War, and uh, I believe they worked on the first Halo Wars. They're known for doing real-time strategy games. I didn't even know they were working on a multiplayer first-person shooter, but apparently they are, and it's uh, it might be in some sort of sega metaverse i know that's like the big that's like all the rage right now but like uh if you look at the picture there's like a sonic floating off in the background in space and and uh, other other references to other games so that's kind of interesting yeah I'd, i'm interested to see what comes of it is it gonna be like a uh, sega smash brothers kind of thing is it like what's going on yeah no it, uh, very little is known uh it's we'll find out more maybe at e3 we'll see but uh yeah yeah moving on to bulletin 8 epic has made its unreal engine 5 demo available to pc users and has insane system requirements so 
running at 30 FPS, you need a 12-core CPU with a 3.4, more than likely that's your boost clock. I don't think they would, uh, a 3.4 base clock is kind of low. Right. Uh, an RTX 2080 and 64 gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> like, that's absolutely nuts. That's absolutely the, nuts. The RAM alone is a quarter of what I, or I have a quarter of that. Right, exactly. No, I was thinking the same thing. Um, that's nuts. I don't know how they got this thing allegedly running on the PS5, because when they first showed this demo that you can actually jump in and play, it was shown at a PS5 event. I think it might have been a state of play. Um, so I have no idea how they're getting that to run on those systems, but that is nuts. It does have me worried, though, that with Unreal Engine 5, the the new the current generation of consoles are so much more powerful than every generational leap before it. I I'm really worried that with Unreal Engine Five games being made in that, are we going to go back to thirty frames per second as the console standard? Right. Right. It Is does that specify that 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 running at thirty FPS, those are the recommended specs. Yeah, that's nuts. That's a that's you know like a a fifteen fifteen hundred American two thousand dollar Canadian system right there. Like that's that's big that's big money right there. Because especially um, if it's really asking for a 3.4 gigahertz base clock, like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is nuts. Um, moving on to item number nine. An official Sony document has leaked, and it uh, suggests that Uncharted 4 may be the next console exclusive to come to PC. So this is actually pretty big news. Uh, in, the, in the Now Forever Lost episode that we recorded... Um, we were talking about our predictions for E3, and PlayStation came up, and I, I had mentioned that some people think that uh, only certain exclusives are going to come to PC, and I I said that I thought that um, that uh, Jim Ryan does not see PC as a competitor to PlayStation, that they'll probably bring everything over, and this looks like confirmation of that. It doesn't look like they're going to pick and choose which franchises come, because Uncharted is arguably the biggest PlayStation exclusive franchise right up there with The Last of Us, so... God of War. Um, yes, this was yeah, God of War, exactly all that stuff. Um, so this, this pretty much confirms that everything is, is on the table to come to PC, which I love. I love to see that. Uncharted 4 I actually never picked up, so this might be the time to do that. <laughs> if they uh, bring the Ratchet and Clanks to PC, I will very happily buy all of them again. See, this is the thing. If they bring literally any, like PlayStation, this is this is what we always talk about. PlayStation has the games. If they bring it any really of these does. games, they're gonna sell well. I think both Horizon and Days Gone have overwhelmingly positive review scores on Steam. And uh, this is another thing that we talked about in that in the in the Lost episode, we'll call it. Um, yeah. PC exclusive games and Xbox games, they don't have the level of polish that PlayStation has. So I feel like there's a lot of people out there, myself included. We're picking up these PlayStation games on Steam and playing it, and it's super refreshing because it's like, I'm playing Days Gone now, and it's definitely not a perfect game, but like, holy fuck, does it look better than anything else that I've played on PC? Like, it looks so good. So Uncharted 4 is gonna yeah. look nuts. Uh, Last of Us Part Two, like you said, Ratchet and Clank. A Ratchet and Clank will look insane, and like that's a game that you could probably get up to like 120 frames per second and just play that super fast, super smooth. So yeah, oh, no, yeah. I. This is this is great news. I'm so excited. I'm going to be picking up all this shit uh, on PC for sure. Moving on, um, I'm going to 
group both 10 and 11 into the same one since they're basically the same thing. For sure. Um, so, again, we were talking about, in our last episode, we were talking about some Nintendo stuff and some potential Switch releases. We got release dates for the two new open-world Pokemon games, the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Those are releasing November 19th, 2021. And Pokemon Legends Arceus is releasing January 28th, 2022. And what's interesting is is you can pre-order the Diamond and Pearl remakes, but you cannot pre-order the Pokemon Legends Arceus. Interesting. Does, yeah. Do you think that means they're maybe not confident in the release date? Um, I don't know if that means they're not confident in the release date, or if, you know, usually when Nintendo does pre-order stuff like that, they usually, of course, most pre-orders come with pre-order exclusives. Maybe they just don't have anything thought of for that? That's, that's another, yep, yeah, that's a really good point. Otherwise, if they didn't have a pre-order exclusive, there would really be no reason to pre-order it. Moving on to number 12, uh, three big upcoming games have had gameplay reveals this week, if you missed it. Um, so Horizon Forbidden West had a state of play dedicated to it. I think we got around 14 minutes of gameplay. Uh, yep. That game looks fucking gorgeous. It's ridiculous. Uh, Dying Light 2 had a gameplay reveal. We also found out that the Stay Human trademark that they had done a while, that's just the name of the game now. So the name is now Dying Light 2 Stay Human no colon uh i fucking hate it i hate it i hate it so much <laughs> it's awful um and it's far awful. cry 6 far cry 6 got some gameplay um yeah i think i think horizon forbidden west definitely was the talk of the town for the week of all three of them because it again like we're just talking about beautiful. playstation polish it's got that playstation polish yes it does yeah um, do you think that one is going to, looking at that game and, and how it's playing, do you think that's a cross-gen, or do you think that's a PS5 exclusive? I think, I definitely think that's going to be PS5 exclusive, I hope, because, you know, they're sticking on the thing of not doing PS PlayStation exclusives and taking them to Steam or whatever. I hope that it's going to be PS5 and Steam. Right. But I'm sure it's going to have its PlayStation 5 exclusivity for a while. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to do day one releases for Steam. I think they'll keep their thing of like keeping maybe like a year in between. Um, yeah. But I, I think you're right. I hope this is a PS5 exclusive because it definitely, it like it looks insane. It looks absolutely insane. I don't know how that would run on a PS4. Although, I mean, to be fair, if, uh, if Naughty Dog visited uh, their studio and, and shared with them their Black Magic rituals because, I mean, The Last of Us Part Two still looks absolutely incredible and that came out on a ps that, that runs on a ps4 so who knows but yeah i would love to see some some ps5 exclusives like i'd love to see uh this game running at 60 frames per second on ps5 looking like it does because yeah it's absolutely gorgeous dying light 2 we got some gameplay uh it looks a lot like what we saw before they haven't really said anything new about it it's coming out december 7th we got a release date for that one and Far Cry 6, very pretty, looks, it, to me, it, lo it's a, it looks aggressively like another Far Cry. Like, it doesn't, I didn't see a whole lot new that really caught my attention. They got the wacky animals back from uh, 5, and uh, the big bad, they got a, high, uh, a really high-profile actor to play the big bad, and that's coming out October 7th. 
So did uh, yeah? Did any of these gameplay trailers, uh, aside from Horizon, which we both obviously thought looked amazing, did Dying Light or Far Cry Six really get you, get your gears going at all? I I really enjoyed the way Far Cry Six was looking. It looked really good. It's in another tropical setting, from more than likely. It just by the way the accents that they had, it looked something Caribbean. I guess we'll find out when the game is released. Um, I'm a sucker for bows and arrows. Far Cry 6 and Horizon Forbidden West had bows and arrows in the trailer. <laughs> I'm a sucker for those. I love bows and arrows. And if you, know you guys what? want to watch all the... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, if anybody wanted to watch these trailers for themselves, IGN has all three individually posted on their YouTube. So. Nice. I will say there was a snippet, because I was actually waiting to look for it myself, because it was my favorite weapon in Dying Light 1. The bow and arrow does return in Dying Light 2. You can use the bow and arrow in Dying Light 2. You got me sold. All three of these games have got bows and arrows, so if you want to <laughs> skewer people, then you can, you've got quite the selection to choose from. Okay, so moving on to number 12, we have, well, number 12, 13, and 14 are all, or not 12, 13, 14, and 15 are all uh, conference dates. So Xbox has released promotional artwork that confirms their E3 presentation date is going to be June 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, so um 10 a.m wait yeah 10 a.m pacific time okay i was reading that wrong uh ubisoft has announced that its ubisoft forward event will take place june 12th at 3 p.m eastern 12 p.m pacific and we clarified it is coke media has <laughs> confirmed the press conference date will uh they will be live streaming it at the Summer Games Fest on June 11th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Um, all pretty standard stuff. I do have something to touch on with the Xbox thing, which is uh, pretty sweet. So they did. Uh, they, they released a promotional artwork for this when they announced it. And first of all, it's great, but it highlights two things in particular. Uh, on the promotional art, it showcases... Uh, Halo multiplayer Spartans, so that is an indirect way of getting people primed that they're going to be showing multiplayer, which is awesome. And then the other half of the promo image is actually the planet uh, from the Starfield uh, splash screen. So um, that's that's literally that's what they decided to put on their official artwork. So that's definitely deliberate, and it's it's telling people to get ready for those two games. So I'm guessing one of those games is going to start the show, one of those games is going to end the show. But I'm just excited that they are leaning, they're really leaning heavily into it. This is going to be, you're coming here for Starfield, and you're coming here for Halo Infinite multiplayer. So, that's awesome. I'm super excited about that. So am I. I um, need a new RPG to play, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and a new IP at that, right? They've been, they've, been yeah. doing, they've been doing familiar franchises for so long now. So it'll be really interesting to see what, what liberties they take with a new IP uh, for Starfield, if they're going to actually you know, improve on the gameplay mechanics and add new features and stuff like that. So the yeah, Xbox showcase should be pretty big this year. I'm, I'm hyped because they've been milking Skyrim for 10 years. I am yep. interested to uh, see what, what's going to come out of Starfield. Absolutely. Me too. I'm right there with you. Um, number 16, uh, Borderlands 3 is finally getting a crossplay update. But in a tweet from Randy Pitchford, uh, he says that 2K has told Gearbox to pull the update from PlayStation consoles. So this is really interesting. And uh, because of the Epic and Apple court case and the stuff we talked about last week, 
we're now seeing some of the inner workings and it's it's kind of easy to uh, draw the lines between the dots and figure out uh, that PlayStation's probably asking for compensation for crossplay from 2K. Yeah, PlayStation uh, PlayStation fans are not getting crossplay for uh, Borderlands 3, even though it's possible and it's ready to go, which is which is unfortunate. It's again, it's it's PlayStation sort of using the pedestal that they're on as an excuse to not cooperate with other companies, and uh, you don't love to see it, but. If you're on any of those other platforms, then uh, Borderlands 3 matchmaking is going to get a little snappier, a little faster. Um, I'm actually planning to jump into this with one of my buddies who's on Xbox uh, who hasn't played it yet. So I'm excited for this. A bit sad that PlayStation refuses to play ball still or wants compensation or whatever it is. We don't know for sure. But like I said, um, Epic has uh, clarified that uh, they have to pay Sony for crossplay. So I'm guessing that's probably what's happening here. Like, how am I supposed to crank the difficulty playing by myself by playing on both my computer and my PlayStation 4? Like, it's just... <laughs> I can't yeah. do that now. Thanks. No. Yeah. Thanks, 2K. Thanks, thanks Jim. Thanks, Jim Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jim crying. <laughs> <laughs> Give me money. Oh, man. Touching on what I was talking about earlier... There is a Switch Pro on the way, and it could launch as early as September, according to a recent article from Bloomberg. So, that, the fact that it's potentially could release as early as September, also puts that uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl thing into a, a bigger light. I guess, that we'll know more about that in E3, because the trailers we have seen of those two games are not great. (laughs) No. No. They do not run well at all. I wonder if... That's actually a really good point. Uh, I wonder if they... If this is something that's being done out of necessity and not just greed, right? If this is something where it's like, oh man, we have... If their studios are saying, like, oh, Breath of the Wild 2, if you guys really want innovation... We need a beefier console for this, right? So, right. That would be really interesting if that is if that is uh, the connection there. But um, yeah, no. Apparently, it's gonna have a. It's gonna be the same size as the Switch, um, uh, but the screen will be larger, meaning that they're just uh, shrinking down the bezels. Um, apparently, it's gonna be able to do. It's gonna be able to output 4K, which is uh, not insane. Yeah, um, I'm guessing that's with the dock. I'm guessing that's not on the go, but. Um, I would hope it's not on the go. That thing would get hot. That would get hot, yes. Um, but, yeah, no, that's interesting. Uh, they've been denying... And it's funny, they've, they've been really denying a Switch Pro or, a, or a, um, a mid-gen iteration of this for a long time, and they've been like denying it like hard. Like, no, 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 we're absolutely not doing it. Um, but this is coming from Bloomberg. I think I think from Jason Schreier, I'm not sure. So it's this is pretty well all but confirmed. Uh, so... Yeah, a Switch Pro is on the way, and it'll be interesting to see what it looks like, how it plays, what the actual hardware um, uh, specs are. But, uh, yeah, Switch Pro. Plus, that's not even something that's completely unheard of when it comes to Nintendo. Like, look at how many different DSs there are. That so. is true. That's a very like, good point. I think I have three completely different DSs that all play the same games, so... Um, number 18. This is actually a little bit exciting. Um, Taylor Kurosaki uh, and Jacob Minkoff, who are the 
narrative director and the design director, uh, respectively, uh, from Infinity Ward, they've actually parted ways from the studio, and they're going to start their own studio. Um, this is from Twitter. They both released a joint statement. This is extremely exciting for me because, um, like we said, Call of Duty is getting more and more the same every year. Modern Warfare uh, 2019, which was the first game in, like, I think 26 uh, uh, titles to actually use a new engine, and the campaign was incredible. Um, so I'm excited that the two guys, the two top dogs who made that game, have decided to leave Infinity War to start their own thing. Uh, because now we have the talent that made that game. Uh, they've escaped the clutches of Activision and can now do their own thing. So I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, we won't see what they're working on for years to come, but um, I love to see talented people leave Activision because fuck Activision, you guys suck. They're going to go create their own studio. They're going to go from Infinity War to Forever Barrier. <laughs> God damn it. That just clicked. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. Uh, no, and apparently I, I didn't play it uh, because it was the year that everybody decided to, to uh, review Bomb and, and give Activision the stink, but apparently the campaign in Infinite Warfare was really great, and uh, Taylor Kurosaki also uh, was the narrative director for that as well, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they work on and what they do. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Over over the past month, the entirety of a Battlefield 6 trailer has been leaked in various increments. But the trailer is not even for the public. It's for investors. And it's not even going to be the, um, the EA Play release trailer either. So. Right. Uh, so I actually, I actually was following this in... I've watched all of them, all of the different clips put together. Have you seen the uh, the reveal trailer, or not the reveal sorry, trailer? Sorry, this leaked trailer. I think I've seen I've seen snippets of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. And that's the thing, right? It was it was getting it was getting leaked in these little segments, but somebody recently has put all of them together in a GIF format, um, and it looks absolutely nuts. I'm glad that it's not the reveal trailer because it's not. There's no actual in HUD gameplay. It's all just. Uh, like an in-game, an in-engine sort of cinematic, if you will. Um, but uh, it looks nuts. It looks absolutely insane. Um, they've got this crazy tornado that comes in on this island as a rocket's trying to launch, and then the rocket falls apart and explodes everywhere. So uh, it does confirm, though, that it is a modern setting. And it also verifies uh, somebody on Twitter, Tom Henderson, who's been uh, leaking all this stuff and just tweeting what the game's going to be. Uh, this leaks trailer has pretty much confirmed that this guy uh, going forward is now uh, a reputable leaker because he's he uh, said all this shit. He pretty much spelled out the um, reveal trailer before it got leaked. And actually, he drew a couple frames from it too, and it absolutely lines up with everything that leaked. So um, we'll have to include him going forward in some of the uh, news that we report on. But yeah, Battlefield 6, which... Uh, if this trailer is to believe it's going to be called Battlefield, it's going to be like a, a soft reboot like Modern Warfare was. Yeah. Uh, modern times, uh, I'd love to see it because I was getting a little sick of the past uh, stuff again. For real? Yeah. I agree. Uh, there's just so much more you can do with vehicles and weapons and all that stuff, so I'm excited. Pew pews. Uh, girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to pew in high RPMs, please. Please. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully we'll get a yeah the June uh, the June reveal trailer uh, should be coming up soon, and hopefully it includes some actual uh, gameplay and not just an engine trailer. Uh, number twenty, which is the final piece of news for the day. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is apparently not the game's official title, Sony has clarified. Uh, so in the same investors report that was going around that uh, confirmed that Uncharted 4 was going to be the next PC title that PlayStation is releasing, um, in a separate page they were talking about upcoming exclusives and God of War Ragnarok, an, uh, an image for that was used. And... Um, uh, I guess people reached out to Sony, and Sony had said that it was incorrectly used, so they didn't mean to use that, and apparently Ragnarok is not the official title for the game, so... Um, that's It's kind of small news, it's not really anything big, but it just means that they haven't decided on a name yet, and... Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty well it, but God of War, I'm looking forward to. Um, so am I... And it's a good thing that Ragnarok's not the official title, because, I mean, like, Ragnarok is Norse Doomsday, and, and we don't want to end God of War just yet. So. I think I think that's probably why they are retconning that, because they did originally present it as God of War Ragnarok, right? But yeah, um, I think I think you're absolutely right, right? They don't want to have to say God of War Apocalypse, which is pretty much what that means, and then that's the last, you know... They can't do anything else with the Norse uh, setting, they can't do another uh, game set in that sort of timeline or whatever so i think it's cool that they walked that back um but at the same time i don't want them to sort of milk it too much so hopefully we'll get some sort of nice balance but we'll see what the game ends up being um i hope it's not god of war fucking two or god of war stay demigod or some stupid shit like that <laughs> some spinoff where you run around as um atreus with his bow <laughs> yeah doing parkour moves and all that shit yeah <laughs> Oh my god. It's a mobile release. Oh god. Oh god, don't get him started. Um, yeah, so that is all the news for today's episode. We do have some rumors to get into. Uh, so the long lost and almost certainly forgotten about Skull and Bones game coming from Ubisoft. Um, apparently it's rebooted development, possibly due to stiff competition from Sea of Thieves. And this comes from uh, a website called game luster um so we have no idea if this is true there hasn't been an official comment which is why it's in the rumor section but yeah skull and bones is weird because it was originally presented as pretty much just the ship combat from like ac3 and onwards uh so you just sail around with your ship and you it's a multiplayer sort of type game where you just sail around and get into various battles but <laughs> But uh, I, I do think that this guy might be onto something with the rebooted development uh, because of Sea of Thieves. Because Sea of Thieves was take, has taken off, um, and that's a game where obviously you can pilot your ship and you can jump off the ship and go into different places and all that stuff. And the Skull, Skull and Bones game uh, was just ship combat; you couldn't do anything. So uh, I wonder if they are trying to make that more of an open world sort of. Uh, exploring an adventure and ship combat type game. Yeah. Um, rumor number two. Various uh, segments of uh, tracks from the Halo Infinite uh, original soundtrack have leaked, and they are absolute fucking fire, because of course they are. Um, so if you go to youtube.com, uh, the channel name is Owl, O-W-L. 
Uh, he's got a video up where you can listen to like 30 to 40 seconds of each song, and oh my god, it sounds so good. I can't wait. That's the one thing with Halo Infinite that I'm not worried about at all. Halo Infinite, I feel, or Halo as a franchise, has consistently had like some of the best music in games ever. Um, so uh, I'm pumped, and if you want to get yourself hyped and listen to some good tunes, then I definitely recommend finding this guy's channel and uh, listening to it, because it just sounds amazing. I can't wait for um, little uh, snippets of these songs being recreated by high school choir groups in bathrooms because the acoustics are just amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know it's going to happen. Um, rumor number three. Uh, there are rumors uh, circling of an open-world Tron game, allegedly due for release this year on PC and current-gen consoles. Current-gen of course, meaning PS5 and Xbox Series X. So this comes from multiple sources, uh, comicbook.com and GamePer. Both of those guys have iffy track records and report on anything and everything, so I definitely am not putting much... Uh, I'm not going to put too much weight on this, but... That's why uh, it's in the rumor section. That's why it's in the rumor section, exactly. But yeah, how would you feel about an open-world Tron game? Like, I feel like that, I feel like that universe has never really been fully explored on on uh, the video game side of things yeah dude i think i think it would actually be kind of cool to you know like run around and square up with your light disc or um run around and uh, run people over with your light cycle i mean i, I think it would be kind of cool i mean yeah the, the universe lends itself to to a video game because they're competing in competitions and stuff like that right so yeah um I think I think it'd totally be cool, and you could have really cool character customization with all like the crazy suits they wear and all that shit. So that would be pretty cool to have like a almost like a fusion frenzy type game, but like you know, souped up and yeah, Tron exactly. Um, yeah, that would be that would be pretty sweet. Uh, but like I said, not uh, take it with a big old plate of salt because both of these sites are uh, are iffy at best when it comes to their not just a grain, a plate, a plate, a giant plate. And the last rumor for the day, Bioshock 4 may be using Unreal Engine 5, according to a job posting on Greenhouse.io. Um, normally, job postings we put in the news, but I clicked on this Greenhouse.io, and it looks so not official, it's kind of weird. But it was being shared around, and I wasn't seeing anybody saying anything like, this is obviously fake, so... It may be real, but if it is, Bioshock 4, they might be going all in on the sequel and making it uh, an Unreal Engine 5. So. so, Basically, if you don't have a 2000 series graphics card or above, you can't play Bioshock 4. You're not playing it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, like we were just saying with the minimum requirements for that fucking demo. 64 um, gigabytes of RAM. If you're not a full-time video editor, you're not playing it. Nope. Not at all. So that's something to keep in mind. I know there were other uh, job postings saying that the game was going to be open world. Uh, Bioshock is is admittedly that's a franchise I've slept on. I know it's it's apparently amazing and it's got a great story and all that stuff. Um, I love Bioshock. I might have to pick up that collection on Steam during this uh, during the summer drought and uh, and uh, play that through because. Yeah, that's the one. I'm not. I'm not proud that I haven't played the Bioshock games. It's something that I need to fix. That I feel in my soul I need to fix. Bioshock has crossbows, and crossbows are basically bows. So I was hooked. Um, that is that is it. That is all of the news and the rumors for today. Um, 
this is actually probably gonna be a the shortest episode yet but next week is going to be the longest one yet um we're still figuring out how we're gonna schedule the e3 stuff because i feel like we're gonna have aside from doing a uh three hour episode like i don't know how we're gonna get around that so um we might we might break that up we might do multiple episodes covering certain uh conferences not too sure you'll have to just you'll just have to stick around and find out what we do because i have no idea yet um but uh yeah thank you for listening to the third episode uh next episode is going to be a big one so i definitely recommend um yeah hanging around stopping on by stopping on by because it's going to be good stuff there's going to have so we're gonna have so much to talk about oh my god i'm so excited we're almost there ladies and gentlemen we're almost there and if i don't appear in the next episode it's because i've died to a scorpion because apparently you, yeah, that you, is okay. a big issue that i have yeah, so let's talk about that real quick because that deserves to stay in the podcast. You, <laughs> I saw your Snapchat. You pulled a, a, an actual full-ass scorpion out of your sink. That was not the first scorpion I've pulled out of my sink either. See, um, those, those, both of those things are insane statements on their own, and you said yeah. both of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I don't know why, but we just have a really big scorpion issue and if i'm not mistaken i am no anthropologist but i am pretty sure these are arizona bark scorpions and those are like some of the deadliest scorpions in north america oh my god you, and you i and i just got them chilling in my sink jesus christ dude you you oh man the desert is not a place for humans i swear it's not somebody decided you know what well let's call it, let's let's not only inhabit this barren dust bowl let's call it las vegas which roughly translates to the meadows where there are no meadows um and <laughs> let's put people here in casinos here's the thing your entire your entire society out there is hanging by a thread. If you didn't have modern infrastructure to get water and supplies there, you guys would dry up in a day. Like fucking dried tomatoes. Yo, and that's the scary thing, dude, is that our lake is actually getting really low. Like, I'm sure you've played Fallout New Vegas, right? And yes. in Fallout New Vegas, we have Lake Mead. Well, Lake Mead is there, and it was once renowned for being the the largest man-made reservoir and don't get me wrong it is huge but it's getting so dwindling low right when the hoover dam was constructed there was a concrete facility like a concrete plant at the bottom of the dam well that thing has been you you couldn't see it it was under the water and it's getting to the point to where now you can start to see this top of the smokestacks. And that's scarily dangerous. Like, it's getting super low. That's nuts. That's yeah. nuts. So if you guys, if the scorpions don't get you first, you might run out of water. Yeah, exactly. And then when we run out of water, we're just going to get straight up rad scorpions. So. Yeah, and you also you, know, you also sent me a Snapchat years ago when you guys had that just tiny little locust invasion where you guys were fucking invaded the by... grasshoppers! Jeez, that were like that was the terrifying. size of your forearm? Like, Jesus, dude. Dude, 
Dude, and the crazy thing about the grasshoppers is that there were so many grasshoppers in the air. Um, our, like, weather casters were predicting rain, but the moisture that the Doppler was picking up were clouds of grasshoppers. Oh my god. It wasn't even rain clouds, and they had to, like, make that correction. They were like, so yeah, what we thought were rain clouds were actually grasshoppers. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that, that is nuts you do live in new vegas i hope you know that you don't live in las vegas you live in new vegas at this point yeah yeah it's it's wild <laughs> oh my god well if you want to hear more about the fucking ins and outs of <laughs> las vegas aka hell desert then stick yeah. around uh stick around because we're gonna we're gonna talk about that more i'm sure because every time we talk there's some sort of new insane impossibility that uh i've gone on some new adventure exactly like it just peddling gets cold gold here. necklaces and <laughs> yeah it, it just gets cold in canada it just gets really cold and that's it we don't have in, in my neck of the woods we don't have fucking poisonous snakes we don't have poisonous spiders we don't have arachnid coming up out of my sinks like it's just it's it's nuts you're you're playing the game on hard mode unnecessarily like <laughs> yep Oh man, you love to see it, dude. You love to see it. Well, this this has been an this has been a, a tangent, and I don't know if I'm keeping it in, but I, I might I might just keep it in anyways. But this has been this has been the third episode of Men and Gitch. Uh, so if you like what you heard and if you want to hear more, stick around. And we have a Twitter account now. You can follow us on Twitter if you want. Uh, I usually just hop on there and retweet stories that I see uh, from the news video game industry. So. Uh, at Meningitch on Twitter and uh, Meningitch on Spotify, which is probably where you're listening to us right now. And that's it. That's the episode. Have a great week. Have a great two weeks. We're almost there. We're almost at E3. Just hang in there a little longer. Um, don't die of COVID. Wear your mask. Get your shot if you so desire. Don't die of scorpions. Don't die of scorpions. Flush them down your sink. Yeah. Flush them down your sink while you can before the water runs out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we will see you guys in the next one. Adios.